0: All right, we're looking at um, some various Proverbs, and we're going to begin with Proverbs 10.1. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. 15.20 A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. 19.26 He who does violence to his father and chases away his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. 20, 20. If one curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in utter darkness. 23, 22 through 25. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. Twenty-eight, twenty-four. Whoever robs his father or his mother and says, That is no transgression, is a companion to a man who destroys. Thirty, eleven. 11 There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. And finally, 30, 17, the eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. Now, the Bible says that all men are like grass and all man's glory is like the flower of the field and the grass withers and flowers fade away. But God's word stands forever. So uh, let me pray for us before we, we look at it further tonight. Heavenly Father, we do ask you, as we do every week, to be with us. And we we ask you because we are are needy. Um, If left to ourselves, we will not understand what you have to say. If left to ourselves, we won't even want to hear what you have to say. So, Father, would you be kind to us? Would you be here tonight by your Holy Spirit? Would you work in spite of our um, distracted hearts and minds? Would you work in spite of our, um, in spite of our guilty consciences? Uh, would you work in spite of all that uh, might be working against us? Uh, we ask it uh, expectantly and hopefully in Jesus' name. Amen. So I have, uh, as well as Amy, I've been a parent now for right at ten years, and I can uh, vividly remember this one scene. I can vividly remember a lot of scenes, but I'm going to tell you about one in particular. Uh, this was when our our oldest, our firstborn, Miles, was probably I don't know six months old, something like that. Um, just a you know routine. Routine uh, scene in the life, right, of, of, our, our, of our young family. And we had him on our, our bed. And for whatever reason, he was just in the best mood. And, and everything that we did, you know, so we're leaning over him, and everything that we did, no matter what it was, you know, you he, grab his feet, uh, say anything, and he just would fall out laughing. Just, he, he was just in the best mood. And we'd say something else, and he'd just start cackling. And so we were having this great moment and it was a lot of fun, and I remember telling Amy, and you know, mostly mostly kidding, lighthearted, but I said, you know, he's probably not always gonna think that we're this awesome. And again, I was being lighthearted about it, but you know, of course, the reality is that that's actually true, right? It's not always gonna be that wonderful um, our relationship. And it's a shame in, in so many ways. Um, and it's also sort of strange, I think, if you think about it, that, that a relation, the relationship with our parents, it can, even the best relationship can be so good, maybe one moment, um, but even the best relationships are going to be difficult. Um, things get hard, right? Right? Uh, It's incredibly hard, I've learned, over 10 years. Here's what I've learned. It's incredibly hard to be a parent. Here's the other thing I've learned over almost 40 years of life. It's also incredibly hard to be parented. They're both really hard. Um, So wouldn't it be great to be able to do those things well? Wouldn't it be great to be able to interact with our parents, and, and do it well, to find wisdom in that area. Um, and that, of course, uh, is what we're going to see tonight. Um, the Bible shows us that family is a really big deal. And relating to our families is a big deal, and particularly our parents, right? It's, if you think about it, it's the first relationship that you get in life. And so in, in so many ways, it's fundamental to how you relate to everyone else that you're going to meet, how you relate to your parents. And the Bible, of course, uh, calls us to honor our parents, right? It makes the top, top ten, right? The Ten Commandments. We're called to honor our father and our mother. But that can be really hard. So what I want us to see tonight as we, uh, as we look in, in the Proverbs, uh, right? We, if you've been with us, you know we're studying through Proverbs this semester, And our theme every week is uh, a life of wisdom, because that's what Proverbs is. It's a book about wisdom, and it's a book filled with wisdom. And we say every week that wisdom is basically just skill at living, being able to live and to do it well. Um, And what I want you to see tonight is that Proverbs actually has a fair amount of wisdom to offer on the subject of parents. And we're, particularly because of our our demographic, right, college students, we're going to be looking at it, uh, the Proverbs pertaining to uh, being being parented, right? There are plenty that talk about how to be a parent, but probably just doesn't apply to too many of us. So we're going to look at, uh, I want you to see two things tonight. Um, We're going to look and see that we can honor our parents by first, pursuing wisdom, and secondly, by respecting them so we 're going to see wisdom about honoring our parents by number one pursuing wisdom and secondly respecting them and, and before we dive in I want, to, I want to make this disclaimer I want you to I want you to know I want you to hear me say that I recognize that um, that your relationship with your parents uh, that there are all kinds of different uh, relationships in this room represented here, um, and that, that they vary. They very well might vary to just incredible degrees. Um, I recognize, uh, Ray, that some of you very well might have had amazing parents. And, and I'm, I thank God for that. Some of you um, on the other end of the spectrum might have had very, have very bad parents. Um, maybe just terrible parents. Uh, maybe to the point of abuse. Um, some of your parents, uh, I just want you to know that I recognize some of your parents are divorced. Some of your parents might have uh, passed away. Uh, you might have been uh, raised by your grandparents, or you might be adopted. There are all kinds of different scenarios, and, and certainly I, you know, I don't presume to know everybody's. Um, I just want you to hear me say as we dig into this that I, I, I tried to be aware of that as I work through this. And so if there's anything that, that we talk about tonight that, um, that doesn't sit right with you, or you don't feel like fits you, uh, upsets you in some way, anything like that, I I just want you to know I would love to talk with you about it. Okay? Because it's obviously a very specific thing. And, uh, yeah, I just want you to hear me say that. So keep that in mind. I'd love to visit with you about it. All right, so let's dive in and look at how we can honor our parents by pursuing wisdom. Uh, We see several Proverbs that track along those lines. Look at 10 one, the first one there: a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother uh, fifteen twenty a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. See something very similar in twenty three twenty four and one of the things that I want you to see from those proverbs that I think that we can uh, draw from that that will be helpful as we think about wisely interacting with our parents um, is just to get the to see a big aspect of the dynamic of that relationship between parent and child, and it's this: well, keep in mind, right? Proverbs is telling us what is right. What what tends to be true about the world? It's not making promises. It's not giving us law. It's telling us the way the world tends to work. And what does it say? What well, What we see is that parents tend to be greatly affected by their children. Um, Parents tend to be affected by the action, the way that their children are and the things that they do. Make sense? Um, In other words, what we tend to see is that parents, whether right or wrong, right, get that, whether right or wrong, parents tend to have a lot invested a lot of their identity, a lot of their self-worth tied up in their children. That's just true. Um, so we have to keep that in mind, right? I'm sure that most of you have heard your parents say something like, you know, when you're, you were leaving the house, uh, you know, in high school or maybe, you know, uh, coming to college. And they say something like, you know, when you leave this house, you don't represent just yourself. You represent us. Right, because you're a Rutherford or a, you know your last name, and you know you sort of do the eye roll thing and like, okay, whatever, I get it. Um, but it is true. I know it kind of stinks to hear it from your parents, but it is true, right? Um, the way that you are, the way that we we I'm I'm a child also. Well, you know, I'm not a child, but you know I have parents. That's what I mean. Um, the way that we are reflects on our parents. Um, it matters to them, sort of, what we do and who we are. Um, I've heard someone say uh, that once you have kids, you will only ever be as happy as your saddest child. Right, follow that? You will only ever be, tend to only be as happy as your saddest child because of what we're saying. Parents tend to invest a lot in their kids. And really, that's, that's a big part of the beauty of the relationship that parents tend to find their their happiness bound up in their children's happiness. Parents tend to closely identify with their children. All right, so what does that mean for us? Well, I think it would be wise for us to recognize that reality as we think about how we interact with them. Um, And I don't even necessarily mean, right, the takeaway is not so act right because you reflect on your parents, right? You know, do that, but... I want you to think about it so that you can actually begin to identify with your parents a little bit uh, and begin to ma- begin to make some sense out of the things that they say or do. Um, look, you know what it 's like to have your um, self worth how you perceive yourself tied up in something else right um, maybe it 's your uh, your grades or your um, athletic ability or your musical ability, whatever it is. And you know what it feels like when that thing or those things or whatever it is, um, you know how that can affect you when it uh, goes well or doesn't go well. You know what that feels like. Um, You know how upset you can get, right, when that fails. And your parents are the same way. So look, here this might be the biggest, you know, like I can't believe I came to hear that statement of the year. But it actually might be sort of profound. Here's what I want you to see. Your parents are real people. Your parents and my parents, our parents are real people with that means that they're they're real sinners. That means they have hopes and dreams. That means they operate a lot like we do, tying their identity up in things that, you know, maybe they should or shouldn't. All right, so that means that, um, let's try to apply that. If they get really upset at you, uh, maybe about your grades, or about some choice that you made, um, or maybe they seem to be driving you really hard about uh, your, your major, or to perform in this way, or whatever it is, Right, that, that we can begin to recognize what's actually at work behind some of that. And it just might help us to understand them a little bit and, and be able to show them a little bit of grace. Uh, one other thing that I want you to see from these verses uh, is, what, is what it is that actually brings parents joy. Did you notice what it was? It's pursuing and finding wisdom. Do you catch that? So in other words, uh, it's, it's not, it doesn't say that, um, right, it says the wise son or daughter makes their parents joyful. It doesn't say the successful son or daughter brings them joy. Or the, um, the accomplished son brings his father joy. Uh, or even the moral son brings his father joy. It says the wise son or daughter Um, so even if, even if those things are what your parents primarily want for you, right? Even if, if really what they want for you is to be successful, you can know that what's going to truly bring them joy is for you to find and pursue wisdom. So what is wisdom? We say it every week, right? It begins with what we call the, what the Bible calls the fear of the Lord right a deep a deep sense of reverence and awe for God God who on the one hand is is infinitely holy he, he's completely different right he, he's totally other and at the same time he's incredibly near and gracious and the ultimate example or expression of that is Jesus right who comes and and loves us so much that he comes and he gives himself up for us. He puts himself in our place. Even though we didn't deserve it. And so we could sum it up by saying that. Essentially to, to pursue and to find wisdom. Is to, is to believe and to grow in the gospel. That. That. That's ultimately what your parents and what our parents are going to find joy in as we pursue and grow in believing the gospel and following Jesus. All right, so what does that mean for us? Well, obviously the, the outworkings of what that looks like in life is what we are talking about this whole semester. So, you know, go back and listen to the podcast if you want to. Um, but one thing that that means for us it means that we can't primarily live for the approval of our parents. You can't primarily live to please your parents. And look, let's just be honest. That at a place like Baylor, at a, at a Christian school, um, yeah, you know, the, de- the demographics being what they are, um, there's no doubt that a lot of you here are primarily motivated by that. A huge aspect of your motivation in life is to, is to gain the approval to please your parents. Whether it's to get the best grades, uh, to have the best job, have the most friends, be the most involved on campus, have good morals, you know, be the, the good kid, whatever it is. And if, if they're happy with you, then you're happy. And if they're disappointed, you're disappointed. And it's probably killing you. Because it's never quite good enough. And even when it is good enough, it's not good enough for very long, right? And I want you to see that if you're, if you're primarily seeking the approval of your parents, it's going to wear you out, and it actually won't even make them happy in the end. Instead, the Bible calls us to pursue wisdom. And so for, for some of us, and look, this could vary wildly. For some of us, for some of you, it might mean, it might mean that you actually need to change majors. Uh, and, and because you're pre-med, just because your parents want you to be a doctor. And, and it's just not wise for you, maybe. Um, for some of you, it might look like getting an appropriate amount of sleep, you know, uh, appropriate for a human being to function appropriately and it it might actually end up meaning that you you get a B in that class and if there might be some parents listening to this podcast right now and are freaking out that I just said that and I hope that they recognize that to the degree that they are freaking out is the degree to which we are talking to them right Um, that they've they're the ones that have made an idol out of our out of your success. You can't chase after your parents' approval. Um, all right. Secondly, we need to we need to move on. Secondly, we need to. Uh, I want you to see that we can honor our parents by respecting them. In some ways, this is just really the flip side of what we what we just talked about honoring or, or uh, you know pursuing their approval, right? Some of you are desperately pursuing their approval. And, you know, the flip side is that some of you very well might have said, you know what, forget that. The last that you know, whatever makes them unhappy, sign me up. That's what I want to do. Um, or, you know, and maybe it's a little less dramatic than that. But it can be very tempting to, to reject our parents, to push back against them, um, either entirely or in small ways. And Proverbs, I think, offers us some wisdom along those lines. So let's look at it. A few things. First, look at 3011. Uh, this comes from a list of people that do things that are very clearly shameful things. And it says, There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. 1926. He who does violence to his father and chases away his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. Right? It's clear that to reject your parents whether in large or small ways, is not a wise thing to do. And if you think about it, right? I think it makes sense. Like we said, it's the first relationship that you get in life. And when you're born, you are utterly helpless. Your parents... I mean, wait. Your parents keep you alive. Um, Amy and I have always said not even quite half-joking, that uh, a child's first birthday, that party is for you. Because they're not going to remember it. Like, I mean, do the cake thing and let them dig in it, right? That's fun. It's good pictures. But, but that, it's, it's really more, you need to take that as a celebration. Like, hey, we kept a human being alive for a whole year. We did it. Because you did, it is entirely dependent on you. So your parents, they sacrificed for you, right? And again, look—I know their experiences all across the board, but generally speaking, your parents sacrificed for you. They loved you. They taught you. they they grew you up. And to reject that, the Bible says, basically, is is a really big deal. It's—it's a disgraceful and shameful thing, because it's short-sighted. It's—it's very selfish. All right, so look, obviously a big application of that would be literally rejecting your parents and, and acting violently against your parents, those sorts of things. Um, but let's bring it down to, you know, maybe sort of more day-in, day-out stuff. I think a big application would be be careful what you say to them. Be careful how you talk to them. Right? It's wise to honor your parents by respecting them and by not disrespecting them. Right? Even if they're in the wrong. And again, some, some of your parents have been horrifically wrong. I mean, they might be the reason your family fell apart. Uh, you know, Any number of things. But the Bible would caution you, Proverbs would caution you to say, wisdom would say be very careful to reject them or be disrespectful. Right? There's a big difference between strong words of truth. It can be very hard, and very pointed, and, and cursing your parents. Uh, another aspect, secondly, let's look at 28-24. It says, whoever robs his father or his mother and says, that is no transgression, is a companion to a man who destroys. Alright, so what's that getting at? The picture here seems to be somebody that has taken something from their parents but then explains it away by saying, essentially, like, what? that's not stealing, they're my parents. Right? Like, you can't steal from your parents. Um, I think the overall idea would be that it's, it's not wise to take advantage of your parents. And this could look like any number of things, but, uh, you know, maybe a few examples that might be helpful. Right? If, you're, if you're, your parents look at you and say, look, the credit card that we're giving you, it's for, it's for emergencies only. And you know that. But you also know that dad doesn't really look at the statement that close. And as long as it's not some like crazy number, he's not going to pay attention. And so you use it when you want to. Right? That's, you're stealing from your parents. Or maybe, uh, maybe it, it might look like um, treating the car that they give you or the apartment that they rent for you like trash. Because you know that they're going to pay to fix it up. right? That's You're taking advantage of your parents. Uh, maybe it's taking advantage of their trust in some way. Um, and the Bible would say it's not wise to chalk, to chalk those sorts of things up to like, they're my parents, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Alright, lastly, uh, last thought along these lines. Uh, let's look at twenty three twenty two. It says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. I think one way that we can honor our parents by respecting them is by listening to them. Right? Recognize that your parents are older and wiser than you are. That our, that our parents are older and wiser than we are. And that they, they've probably been there and done that. They probably know a thing or two. Um, and I love, I love the father in this verse. I love the father's little nudge about why the son should listen. Right? Listen to your father who gave you life. Right? Doesn't that sound like a dad? Um, but it's true, right? Generally speaking, right, he's saying, like, remember, I was there when you were born. <laughs> right? Our parents have been around a little bit, at least in relation to us. And they probably know a thing or two about life. I heard a pastor friend of mine tell this story. Uh, he said when he was in college, he woke up on his uh, 21st birthday and was, you know, kind of having sort of a self-reflective moment. And he said, uh, he said he thought, you know what, I'm going to call my dad. And he calls his dad and his dad says, you know, happy birthday. And he says, you know, dad, I was just laying here thinking, um, I think you're right. And he said, Oh, okay. Uh, about what? And he said, well, about pretty much everything as far as I can tell. And he said, there was a long pause. And his dad said, I've been waiting a long time to hear you say that. I think that is at the same time, like the sweetest and the funniest story. So it sort of chokes me up. Um, I've been waiting a long time to hear you say that. Um, because, right, we all know how it generally goes. At first, uh, you know, when you're little, your parents are your heroes. They're the strongest people in the world. They can do anything. You, I mean, they're just awesome. And then slowly, they, they begin to get dumb. And wherever it is, you know, junior high, maybe high school, whenever it is, they become the dumbest people on earth. And then at some point that begins to, to go the other way. Uh, you know, maybe it maybe it's in high school again, or maybe college, or whenever, uh, and your parent you begin to realize your parents aren't, maybe they're not so dumb after all. And what's really going on is you're you're actually becoming self-reflective and realizing I don't have all the answers. And maybe they do know a thing or two. And so look, if you haven't begun to realize that. Maybe tonight's your night, right? Your parents, they're not as dumb as, as you used to think. All right, so what does that mean? It, it means listen to what your parents have to say. It means ask your parents for advice and listen. Take them seriously. Uh, entertain, just entertain the thought that your parents are not trying to get you to break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend Because they just love to crush joy. And and just maybe it's because uh, because your parents know what it's like to be infatuated with somebody. And then actually come out on the other side of it with a broken heart. And they're actually trying to help you. Or maybe they just know you and know that that this person may not be great for you. It's wise to honor your parents by listening to them. All right, we need to finish up. And so uh, what do we do with all that? Because if we leave it, if we just, you know, close it up shop right now and said, all right, amen. I hope you see that we haven't really helped much or really at all. Because we've really just looked at things that are, you know, we've given good advice, right? That's a good plan. Go out and respect and honor your parents. But... Right, we started by saying, it's really hard. And so if we just leave it there, right, we're going to fail just like we always have. So what do, we, what do we do? And the answer is that ultimately the Bible gives us good news, not just a good plan. And the, there, there's good news that applies to us honoring our parents. And so I want to look at it real quick in two ways. First, there's good news for people like us that recognize that we've failed to, to love and honor and respect our parents. And here's the good news. Jesus came to earth. And he came as a person. And even more specifically, he came as a baby. And he came as a baby born to real people. Mary and Joseph. And they were, in virtually every respect, just normal old people like me and you. And that means that they were sinners. And so think about this the, the Bible's clear that Jesus was perfect. So that means that Jesus perfectly honored his parents, he perfectly respected them, he spoke to them perfectly. Even when, think about this, there, there necessarily had to have been times where his parents treated him wrongly because they were sinners, where they blamed him for something that he just didn't do, when they they got on on to him, you know, fussed at him too much, when they were really mad about something else and they kind of took it out on him. Even in those times, he honored them and loved them perfectly. And the good news is that the good news is is that Jesus offers himself in our place. Right? We all know that you probably know that Jesus died for your sins. And that's good news. That for every dirty look you've ever given your parents, every smart remark that you've made, every time you've rejected them, that those sins are those sins were put on Jesus, the one who perfectly loved his parents. He bore those sins and and they're gone from you if you trust him. But not only is that true, but you actually get credit for for how Jesus loved his parents. And so that means that you you and I are freed up to go and we're actually freed up to, to try and honor our parents. And we're free to fail. Because our record before God is perfect. Because of what he's done. And secondly, there's good news for us. For the ways that our parents have failed us. Because, like we've said, you know, some... Everyone in here has had parents that have sinned against them. Even if you have the best parents in the world, they sinned against you a lot. And some of you have, I mean, just almost certainly have had parents that have sinned against you in horrific ways. And there's good news for that. As terrible as that is, right? It's, you know, if you're sitting here thinking like, man, you, you have no idea. Like, to honor my parents? No way. And look, the good news, the good news is that you have, you have a heavenly father that loves you perfectly. A heavenly Father that loves you so much that He would give Himself up for you. That not only does He not take it out on you, He takes it out on Himself. A heavenly Father that will never fail you, promises to take care of everything you need, Uh, Listen to Galatians 4, 4 through 7. We're going to end with this. It says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son than an heir through God. You see what that means? That because of what Jesus has done, the good news, that you and I get to say, if if you want Him, if you trust Him, you get to say to the God of the universe, Daddy. And you get to know that He is your Father that cares for you. And if you're not His child... He offers that to anybody that wants it. And you just, all you do is take it. It's offered to you even right now. And that's the good news. Uh, let me pray for us. Oh God, you are our heavenly Father. And we pray that you would have mercy on us for the ways that we forget that. And would you, would you imprint it on our souls. You say that you have would you remind us of the fact that you you love us like a good daddy? Would you sink that truth deep into our hearts? That we ask it and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.